Okay, we're live. Welcome to Media Snack, live from New York. And greetings from London. So the big question this week, thank you again for all the questions that you're sending in. This is really good. We're going to have to do more than one show a week, but I don't think we're going to be able to do that. We're going to have more people do more shows, I think. Um, Good, really good question. What's going on with agency talent? So in this episode, we're going to tackle that question, share some insights that we've got and give you some tips from if you're a marketer thinking about agency talent and wondering what the hell is going on, then we are going to help you understand it. Good. Okay. I'm not shouting at my uh, family this week. So if you listen, everyone's back to school. Well behaved. Well done. Good. So, um, listen, welcome to Media Snack. If you're new to this channel, if you've just discovered us, um, welcome. It's really good to have you with us. Um, Media Snack is a live weekly show where we tend to unpack questions that you have about media or marketing or agencies and all, all those kind of things. Uh, we'd love it if you subscribe. Um, then you get alerts. We do the show every week. So on to the question of the week. Remember, we're, we stream live as well. So any questions that you want to ping us on any social channels, we'll pick up. Uh, we'll call out any kind of good things that add to the add to the discussion. So please do keep those comments coming. So, David, question of the week. So what's going on with agency talent, in particular, the alarming global shortage in media agency resource? Yeah. Good. Well, let's, listen, we'll unpack that because... If there's one question or very versions of question that we've had more uh, in relation to media snack, but also just from our clients, yeah, and it's in the industry more than ever now, is this is about the talent and the, the this talent crisis, talent shortage, yeah. and uh, there's a kind of an easy answer and a more complicated answer. The easy answer is that last year agencies were facing an unknown certainty in the second quarter of the year because of COVID and because of pandemic. And agencies tend to react very quickly to economic volatility, let's say. And we saw it in 2008-9 with a, you know, early days of recession. Agencies are really good, kind of, they're the canary in the coal mine often. You know, when agencies start cutting staff, cutting their est- estimations, it's because they are very, very closely attuned to large corporations and large businesses cutting their own, what they might call discretionary spending, which is mm-hmm. often what marketing sits in that pot, unfortunately, or fortunately. Um, that gets cut very quickly when com- big companies get nervous about the outlook and agencies adjust immediately to that. And the biggest cost that they can adjust, of course, is people because yeah. agencies primarily a people business. You've got some offices, you've got some overhead, maybe a few systems, more systems these days and some more um, assets in the business, but generally people. That's the flexible resource. And so last year, in April, May last year, the industry cut thousands and thousands of people uh, from from their staffing. And so that had a big impact. So the short answer is the agency talent crisis is because you got rid of everybody last year and now you want them back. Okay, there's a bigger version of that story slightly, which is, well, look, did advertisers slash their budget? So therefore, it was impossible for agencies to retain that staff or were they motivated by short term quarterly, you know, uh, reporting targets as public companies and that they panicked and cut too deep too quickly 
uh, and too short term. And that's some of the accusations being lobbied at the, at the agencies, which is maybe fair because mm. they tend to want to keep, you know, are they serving the needs of the shareholders or the clients is the big question, particularly with the list, you know, the, the, the big network agency holding groups. Um, slashing, you know, 12, 15% of your workforce in the space of a few months looks, sounds a bit like you're listening more to the markets than you are to the marketer. So whilst we're sympathetic to agencies having to really struggle now to recruit talent, you could say partly, you know, of its own making in some ways. Um, it's got real echoes of the 2009 crisis. David, obviously not all of our viewers will be, you know, as, as ripe and wise as we are. And remember the, the 2009, um, you know, financial crisis, exactly the same thing happened there. Huge numbers of, of resource jettisoned from agencies. Um, and it created, I think at the time we called what was, we called the missing middle yeah. because there was still a very top heavy management in agencies. It's probably got better now, <laughs> but there's loads of, loads of managers in agencies. They're like senior people, people on long-term incentive programs. And it was a bit cozy and they really gutted the middle tier of agencies. We lost so much good talent in 2008, 2009. And they recruited a lot of grad or very junior level people to do a lot of the delivery work. And that, I think, has made agencies for the last 10 years um, slightly strange, strange shape. And therefore, service levels have decreased probably from where they were 10 years ago. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, the industry is really struggling. So now, you know, typically we look at churn rates in agencies around something, something like 20 to 25 percent is normal, which is pretty high. Yeah. As, a, as an industry compared to other industries, you know, law firms don't suffer 25% churn each year. Um, but it's now, it's up in the 30s. So churn is in the 30s. The open rates, what that means is the amount of positions that are unfilled in agencies, um, based on what, we, what we've seen in the last year, we estimate it's, it's over 20%. Yeah. Um, it's affecting the entire industry, so it's not affecting one agencies more than other agencies. Um we do give. We should give some credit and shout out to agencies who didn't cut headcount. Uh, most kind of publicly acknowledged of that in the U.S. at least is Horizon Media. So, Horizon Media is an independent; it's not a <coughs> listed business. Um, but uh, Bill Kennisberg, the uh, founder and CEO, owner of, of Horizon, said, "You know, we're not going to lose people." Um, whether they did or not, I'm not sure. I don't think, I don't believe they did. We've done lots of work with Horizon in a number of different pitches this year. Um, you know, they're probably not suffering like others are. Let's just put it like that. So they, you know, and they probably uh, have looked after and protected the culture of their people. Hmm. Um, they took a different path. Maybe they were able to do, take a different path because they're independent and they're not tied to short-term market demands of, you know, financial reporting. So you can make your own uh you know, observations on that one. Uh, but it is it is busy. Agency resource has been incredibly stretched, as we've talked about. We talked about it last last week. Uh, very busy pitch year as well. Yes. So what, you know, agency resource is thin and it's stretched and it's tired and it's risking and burning out. And if you're a marketer, that you're rightly making this the biggest priority or the biggest concern, right? That that's the thing that's keeping you awake. So, Let's switch to that. Let me pass that to you. So I've I've said all the doom and gloom, and this is a problem. Yeah. How do we navigate that as a marketer? 
Well, there's no easy answer. Um, and you absolutely hit it on the head. Um, if I was a marketeer now, the one thing that I would be obsessing around more than anything else is having the right talent on my business because the right resource engineered in the right way, remunerated and rewarded in the right way delivers competitive advantage, right? Absolutely, definitively. Um, and the problem we've got is that there isn't a great deal of talent out there. And so uh, I'm going to answer your question, Tom, uh, through three lenses. I'm going to answer your question through a lens of a client that is working with their incumbent agency, a client that is pitching their their media business and perhaps yeah. going to a new agency, and then perhaps what, what maybe you know the agencies themselves should kind of look at. So yeah. if you are a client and you have... Uh, an existing relationship with your with your agency partner, um, protect that talent, right? That's the most important thing. Make sure that you do everything you can to inspire and motivate the talent that is on your business. Because what many clients forget to remember is that agency talent have choices. They don't like a piece of business. They'll ask to be removed from it. Uh, and 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 you want to make sure that you do everything you possibly can to retain and inspire the good talent that I hope that you've got on it. Yeah. And part of that question is making sure that you are considered a priority client for your agency, because if you are a priority client, then you get disproportionate access to the best kind of talent So figure out how to become that priority client. That's the first thing. Just on that, because. To be a bit more practical about that, some people, we do hear from people after media stats are going, I love what you were saying, but how do you do that? Because mm -hmm. it sounds like the right idea. So how would you do that? So my, my kind of provocation to you there or, or to the marketer is some things, again, we've talked about a lot of media stats. Yeah. If, if you're paying for your agency resource based on commission, it doesn't really give you any right to really understand who's working on the business. You can't really, when we say lock in talent, you can't really do that with a commission model because that's not, doesn't give you the leverage. Mm -hmm. not really asking the agency to give you a line by line, who's working on it, what they cost, how much time that you should expect of that, this person. Yeah. Okay? Uh, if you pay for some or all of the resource on a fee basis, then that's better because you're asking the agency to basically give you what we call a resource plan, right? Mm -hmm. A resource plan which says, based on my scope of work, these are the 18 or 180 people, whatever the size of your business, that are going to work on the business. This is their name. This is where they're based. This is their title. This is their responsibility. This is the proportion of time you're going to get for them. Yeah. And you can hold us to account as an agency for those people. And if one of them leaves or moves or whatever, then we have, that's, the, that's called an open rate. And therefore, you know, if that's open for a long time, we won't charge you for that position. Right. You've just got these levers of control as, mm -hmm. a, as the marketer. And then once you've got your resource plan, you can then think, well, I really like this team, okay? I don't want this team drifting off to some other piece of business. So then you can start to think about, we've got some clever tricks that we use with our clients about how you can start to lock, those, lock that resource in, not against their will. This is mm -hmm. not slave labor, unfortunately. Uh, you can't do that. But what you can do, yeah, as you say, tricks to inspire and motivate the team yeah. and make you feel like a priority client to that team. So they're not asking to be moved onto something that sounds cooler or better or whatever. Absolutely. Um, and, it, and, it's, and it's just common smart practice, you know, brief well, be respectful, be inclusive. 
you know, share business information, uh, treat your agency teams as strategic partners rather than, um, you know, service providers. And yeah. so, uh, you know, it doesn't take a lot. Mo many marketeers these days are progressive enough and, and have enough EQ to understand how to do that. But yeah. in, a, in a time when, when agency talent is, is short and thin, yeah. if you've got it on your business, you've got to do everything you can to protect it. That's the first yeah. thing. The second thing is make sure that your scope of work, we talked about scope of work that delivers against the resource plan. Make sure that your scope of work is relevant and up to date. And that your team, the team that is on your business, is reflective of that scope of work. Um, and if you have gaps in your resource, then make sure that you're not paying for them. Um, or at least make sure that you're having a conversation with your leaders and the agency side to make sure that there is a plan of action to fill those. Because when you have gaps, when there is, as you say, when there is an open rate on your account, it means that other members of your team are getting stretched perhaps yeah. over 200% in terms of capacity. Somebody has to absorb that workload. And, and so not only do you have gaps, but you've also got good people that are being overworked. Now, that is a combination which is going to end in disaster. Yeah, um, we, re and we remember those. We remember <laughs> being 300% allocated to clients. Yeah. Agencies. And that's, that's whether, you know, is that still going on? I don't know. Let's see. But uh, that was definitely the case. Exactly. Over overselling resource. Exactly. And then thirdly, find out what what the agencies have in terms of retention plan. You know, what do they have in place that that nurture and take care of of, of their their agencies? You know, uh, all ag agencies. This is a people business. They've got they've got smart strategies to make sure that they keep strong, good talent. But what is that plan? You need to be understanding it. So that's if you're an incumbent client within an agency. If you're yeah. pitching your uh, your business at the moment, and we know that there's a lot of big, big pitches on at the moment, um, yeah. interrogate properly the resource plan. So understand, if, you're, if the agency was to be given your business on day one after transition, what proportion of your resource would be fully staffed? Yeah. Right? In some cases, you hear only 20%, 20% on the day of transition because they're having to get a bucket load of talent from elsewhere. And so that poses an enormous risk to your business, right? A business that is trying to onboard you, if they've got limited resource, that's going to be a real kind of problem. So interrogate that and figure out what the what the plan of action is going to be in terms of filling that as quickly yeah. as you possibly can. Just, just um, on that, I mean, quality quickly becomes diluted, doesn't it? So you, you have to balance and we've learned over the years, you have to balance quantity and quality with a new relationship. Um, you know, if, a, if an agency has won a piece of business, they have to staff up. Yes, the numbers hit the numbers, but we've seen agencies try and fill the numbers, you know, and fill the numbers or fill the numbers with more junior positions than they promised and all these kind of things and trying to find, because they've got to kind of hit this threshold rate got to keep really close to that in the transition to monitor every single headcount coming in that is what's required, meets the scope, is of the caliber that we demand for this particular client. It requires real forensic analysis because what gets set in in that first 30, 90 days, yeah. it's very difficult to go back and change. You know, yeah. It has to be changed organically over time, and it's, it's, it's hard, hard, hard work if you don't pay attention yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. And another another consequence of the marketplace that we're talking about is hyper 
salary inflation. In some cases, good talent are able to demand 200, 300 times what they're currently being paid. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they, that they are just accelerating yeah. up through the kind of the ranks. Now, the challenge with that is that perhaps you've got a, you've got a some members of your team that are on crazy salaries, which you you as a client are having to absorb. Now, yeah. they have the the experience, the expertise, and the credibility in order to kind of fulfil that. So, really, kind of important to interrogate the resource plan and make sure that there is a very clear action plan to how quickly the agency is going to be able to get to that 100% resource. No. And, and then if we just sort of step back for a second and, and, you know, put ourselves in the shoes or the uncomfortable shoes of agency leaders, and it's not easy because, as you say, Tom, this is not uh, a symptom that is affecting one holding company or one agency. It's, 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 it's everywhere. Everybody's really kind of struggling. And where in recent times I've had very good experiences of agency leaders leaning into this sort of challenge just because they're very honest. So they don't make promises that they don't feel that they can keep. They're very honest and transparent with their clients as to where they sit in terms of the talent gap and how they're going to manage that. And they also work very closely with their clients, uh, both existing clients and prospective clients to try and work out together how they're gonna fill those gaps. So it, again, it illustrates, you know, a good sense of partnership but honesty and transparency dealing with the issue is where i've seen most agencies kind of really kind of lean in and and, and deliver in this in this in this pretty difficult challenging area yeah agree agree and and those that we and we've been able, we've been able to kind of facilitate with the marketer and you know with working with the agency to just create that honesty create a form of like where are we really where the gaps are um and that's the only thing. There's no more tap dancing. You know, you've got yeah. to be really blunt with your client. And and we sit in a number of those forums, or our teams do, to facilitate discussion, to be really clear what the talent gaps are. And from the client side, like where are the priorities? You can't fix everything at once. And what are we prepared to do? What thinking ahead, what we've got coming up in Q1 mm -hmm. for next year and what we're planning and and you know, where are the priority resource gaps to, to focus on? Because yeah. it's such a crisis. It's, it's, it needs crisis planning. Yeah, um, exactly. You touched on one thing there, which I think is, is critical, because this is the economics of this. And this is where, you know, advertisers are scratching their head a little bit because they're thinking ahead. You know, they think slightly longer term than their agencies probably do. And, you know, that scenario you've just described where we've got salary inflation, somebody's got to pay that. So the advertiser is like, are we paying for that? Or is the agency subsidizing that? Is this a short-term thing? Or is this a long-term problem? Um, here's, our, here's our view. Whilst, the, whilst the, we get a flyby over David's office. Um, here's our view on that. Is that, look, let's, let's just say, who knows exactly what the number is? Let's just say 50,000 people were laid off from agencies in the last 18 months, which is kind of probably around the ballpark kind of area. That's not just media. That's a lot of agencies. A lot of that was in the US. Um, of those 50,000 people, those 50,000 people did not sit around for 18 months waiting to get their agency job back. Okay. Probably the top 10,000 of those have already disappeared into other industries because they are talented and their talents and the advertising industry is a, is a beautiful shape of talent for very talented people. They found other things, better things to go do. 
it's very likely that some of those will go off and create agencies. Some of those will be entrepreneurs and they'll create disruptive businesses that come back to, you know, disrupt the agencies that they left. That's all part of natural innovation. Um, but it means that but it's, the, it's, the, it's the top tier of the talent that we've probably lost, you know. It means mm. is that we're now overpaying for a diluted quality of talent that we're trying to recruit back into the industry. So we kind of, we have a net loss on quality, but we've got a net rise in yeah. cost. That's not sustainable. So that someone's going to have to hold that problem. It's either the agencies that are going to have to subsidize that and try and figure it out in the short term and write that problem. Or the, the marketer is saying, well, I'm having to pay for that. Maybe I'm willing to invest in my agency partner. I understand the challenge. You know, so we hear some people say that, you know, mm -hmm. we'll continue to stand by our agency. We'll help them out through this. Right, it'll be great. But you've also got some marketers saying, this is not a sustainable proposition mm -hmm. from agencies. This just doesn't, you know, I'm going to be, I, you know, it costs me more, obviously, to hire agency resource than it does to hire people internally. That's That delta is now even bigger than it was. Yeah. And so you can start the case for building in-house resource is just gathering even more support because the more agency costs go up, the easier it is to argue to build capabilities yourself. So that's the very perilous position agencies are in. I'm, you know, interesting to see how the different agency leadership tackle that one. Uh, it just shows the vulnerability of the business. There's incredible pressure on an agency CEO for these short-term financial quarterly, you know, public company deliverables but building long-term value for their clients and navigating that carefully. It's hard in the best of times. Yeah. Very, very difficult in, in an unpredictable economy. Um, exactly right. Did we explore that? What's going on with AC talent? I don't know whether we did a poll on this one. Hmm. We might have done. We'll come back to that probably. Last week we were doing a poll where we were talking about, you know, our remote pitches here to stay uh, overwhelmingly. Yes was the response. So thank you for your contribution. Yeah. Um, thanks for the comments today. Uh, I think we'll wrap up this episode. But let us know what you think. Um, you know, continue to leave comments down below. Please send us any other questions that you'd like us to deal with on future shows. Uh, if you like this episode, we're trying to expand the media snack audience. Um, as you might kind of gather, we, we, we're trying to improve the format and respond a bit more to some think current things that are going on. If you like this episode or you've been involved in this episode, please give us a thumbs up because it helps spread the word. It gets more people like you watching the show. Um, but that's it for this week. We will see you next week. Bye for now. Bye.